And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. It's great to be with you. Episode 356. Imagine that of the 100 Watts and a Wire podcast. We appreciate you coming by and uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you consume this podcast. And uh, bringing in old homie today, uh, not, not to say old, but uh, yeah, I guess we're all a little getting a little old homie. I like it. He's working on a new Every character. Day. A new good morning, everyone, and good afternoon, and good evening whenever you're, uh, you're listening to us. We appreciate good you. To be here. You can uh, always come. We try to do this on Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. It's a live stream. We capture the recording. It's sent out on the same day. But we like to engage with the people that can stop by. So you're always welcome, our podcast listening audience. Uh, come on by Saturday morning to the live show. Bring your topics, positive attitude, and all of those things. Uh, just a little update. This week, I'm actually using the front-facing camera. Why? Because uh, I'm feeling better from the Rona, which is great. Uh, last Thursday, got positive on that. It was only a matter of time. About 27 months it took. And... Uh, so it finally uh, made its way to the Kudnick house. But doing better every day got better. The main difference this week was the surgeon who was going to perform the um, hernia repair, he got the Rona. So we've got rescheduled. So anyway, you know, it's just one of those things. People at my uh, my job job are like, man, you've had a really rough year. And it's just... You know, it just kind of puts you out of commission a little bit and dealing with dealing with life. So it is the intersection of life and amateur radio. Uh, before we get too deep uh, into the show, we're going to be talking about some uh, disabilities today. Steve had an interesting series of conversations on the air. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But did you know this week in radio, Steve, May, uh, let's see, I think it was the 7th in 1908, the wireless... Radio broadcasting is patented by Nathan B. Stubblefield, the wireless telephone capable of mobile use. He was born in 1860. We were just little kids back then when he was was coming up. I thought I remember him from the neighborhood. He lived to be uh, 67 years old. He was an American inventor from Kentucky, and he considered himself a practical farmer. He grew fruit, and uh, he was an electrician. He used ground current wireless telephone so that happened uh, this week in uh, that's today today's the seventh as we're recording this back in 18 let's see no 1908 so yeah we were really lowercase c's and and s's back then (laughs) real low i think i was about eighth grade or so i was in the eighth grade several years uh so that would be 1906 to 1908 uh, yeah. Yep. Something like that. Uh, Steve was just a little further along ninth grade for the sixth time. <laughs> it's all lies. I blame it on the fog. It's still sticking around. Still a little sticking. on the slow side. <laughs> yeah. Schools were different back then. There were one, you know, around here, right? This is the truth. This part's the truth. They used to teach the kids. It's a one room schoolhouse. And like the sixth graders would teach the fourth and fifth graders, you know, that's how they kind of passed down. If you were one ahead, you could teach, you'd reach back and teach the other ones. I'm from Baltimore, so we had a different system in the late 1800s. After I put down my musket in the Civil War, I went back and studied, you know, communications, that sort of stuff. Anywho, part of that is true, mostly the uh, Stubblefield portion of that. We're going to talk about disabilities today. We have a guest that's going to uh, wise us up to it a little bit and it's a return visit because i believe this is a show with the conscience we've talked about all sorts of things diversity and equity and inclusion we've helped people try to find kidneys and uh what was the most recent one we did mental health issues and you know it's life things are going on with life and you had some real life stuff happen to you on sunday tell us a little bit about that then we'll bring on our guests so we can kind of get to the nuts and bolts what happened sunday so on Sundays, for, for those that don't know, we 100 watts and a wire, we get together and uh, we get on the air and, and Sunday evenings. Uh, we, 
we have uh, a net on, uh, or what was it we call a net, uh, on 40 meters and, and 20 now that uh, spring is here. And, um, and use, it typically runs about two hours to stream it. So if, you, if you're available, 7 p.m. Central Time on Sunday evenings, come and join us on our nets and, uh, and be, be part of it as, we, as we're doing ham radio. So... So we went into what we I call overtime or after hours on the uh, on the net, and old sidecar gets a little chatty, and uh, instead of you know that's okay, let's work a number of people. So just having a, a nice QSO with a gentleman and <clears throat> not thinking anything of it, he just mentions he's visually disabled, and I'm like, oh wow, great! I never never ever thought of it as I'm working this gentleman on the air about having a disability and and then this is the great thing about our hobby here is that everybody is included and we're all the same and uh he was a hundred percent equal i assume he was sighted and like myself but he started telling me about um you know the challenges that he he faces but what really got it was he has this device called the ham pod that <clears throat> was developed by another amateur that was losing his sight. It's a software-based little box that interfaces to um, a number of radios that allows him to to operate. And then, you know, we talked more about that. I was pretty excited with the technology aspect of it. And then he started telling me about the challenges that he has about his antenna and um, having his family members uh, to put up an antenna, not knowing anything, uh, not knowing what to do, how to do it, and um, and then others that in his club or in the area were saying, yeah, yeah, we'll help you out, and then they kind of bag on him, and uh, so he has to rely on ham, uh, you know, family members. Well, throughout this course of the conversation, that included even more people that started coming in and started volunteering that, yeah, I have a visual handicap and I have the same problem. And, uh, you know, getting help or getting antennas put up, put up the right way, you relying on family members that, you know, are not interested in the hobby, don't know anything about it. And they're just kind of putting something up. And then this poor amateur is, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, you know, relying on family members to get their antenna system up. And these people don't know anything. And it just kind of compounded on that. But it was amazing the amount, I mean, just people one right after another after another talking about their their handicaps and how they're trying to overcome these things and the lack of us me and others like myself not you know not there to help and the frustration that i you know afterwards in the evening i was excited to, to work these guys but at the same time frustrated and it's like what are we doing what are we doing as a group as as we're we're letting down a segment of our of our brother brothers and sisters here in the hobby and um if you make a commitment say hey i'm going to help a you know a fellow ham that has you know handicaps you know follow through with it please <laughs> it just drove me absolutely nuts and the frustration all this week that I felt, and uh, I've been reaching out to the, the original ham. I'm waiting to hear back from him because he had some antenna questions, and so I was trying to start an email um, correspondence. So uh, because he had some technical questions, and I said, "Hey, we'll we'll just talk offline and go from there." But uh, yeah, it's it was some highs, and then there was some lows, and it's just uh, I was telling Christian about it, and then here we are today. Yeah, because this is real life situation, and I have a friend. So I, you wouldn't think, yeah, no, he doesn't have any friends, but I'm going to show you I've got a friend. And as soon as you had this conversation uh, and these feelings, anytime these feelings start to happen, I lie, we've got to we'll pump the brakes and let's talk about it. So I want to introduce you and our audience and encourage you, if you have a question while we're here today, you know what to do. Put a cue in front of it, drop it in there so we can uh, discuss it and bring it back. But let me introduce you to my friend. Uh, I claim her. I don't know if she claims me. Uh, Lucinda, she is Alpha Bravo 8 Whiskey Foxtrot. And she's with Handy Ham. 
handyham.org. Go ahead and look it up as we're talking about this. And she runs the joint. Now, you've been hearing a little bit about this, uh, Lucinda. This probably sounds pretty common to you. Oh, yeah. Um, It's one of the big problems that we have. And unfortunately, the pandemic has made it worse. Um, People have kind of forgotten how to people. And it's made it even more difficult for people with disabilities, of which not only do I run the Handy Hand program, but I am also disabled. Um, So I know it from that end as well. And we have to rely on other people to help us with the things we can't do for ourselves, which means a couple of things. We have to develop good social skills, which sadly in this country does not always happen for people with disabilities. Sometimes it's the fault of families who don't raise their disabled kids to know how to function normally within society. They treat them as special, but in a way that makes it difficult for them then throughout life. And so there's that issue, but there's also the issue of simply because of the pandemic, people are even less responsive. They'll say, oh, I'll help. We have this thing in Minnesota. We call, they call it Minnesota nice. By the way, I'm not a native Minnesotan. Um, and it's basically, they'll give you directions to anywhere but their home. Um, so, you know, the deal of, you know, we'll, we'll say nice things to you, but don't expect anything to actually happen. What do you mean? Explain that a little bit more. <laughs> Go ahead. I, this is all you. Tell, tell me more about that. Um, people will promise to help, and then you will never hear from them again. Um, and this is a thing that I hear all the time from Handy Hand Program members um, that, you know, hey, and it's a problem for me too. Like I get donated HF radio equipment. I'm like, okay, I've got a good fit for a radio for you. What can we do about getting some antennas? Cause I can't do antenna work. I, you got, you got to be able to get that locally. And then we're trying to figure it out because it doesn't do me any good to send somebody a radio if I can't get antennas up for them. Right. Um, so it's, it's an ongoing difficult issue also because Clubs are aging and the number of people in clubs that can do antenna work is becoming fewer and fewer. And we need younger people that can do this kind of work and are willing to help out. Oh man, it gets my, my head spinning and you know, I'm, I'm going to be cautious to make promises, but it just seems like you could figure out a way these, I, I guess you, I don't, I want to be correct. Would you say able-bodied folks that can come help. Is that right? Is that a terrible thing to say? How do you say that? People that can actually help? What would they we be We do need able-bodied people that can come alongside and help. We also need, and, and something about that too, we need able-bodied people that will respect people with disabilities because that's also an issue that I hear about is, you know, somebody's like, yeah, I had somebody come over, but when I said, you know, hey, this connector's bad and they told me I was wrong and couldn't be, it wasn't any of that. And then, and then, you know, they did this, that, and the other thing. And then finally they come back and check the connector and sure enough, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who did we visit with before? Was it Tom? Did we yeah, Tom hang Taylor. out with, like, I guess it was probably a year or so now we're, we're due to, to catch up again and see what's going on. But yeah, I think it's um I don't know, there's some some sort of hurdle in the mind where they you know, people are getting treated differently. And I mean yep. the brain, his brain talking to him, scary. Scary what this man knew. I was like, oh, 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 like it was a constant series of not only did he know like where I came from, literally knew the radio stations in my cities, where I've moved. He had all this knowledge. He was a a professor at a college. I believe he still is or semi-retired, that kind of deal. Um, Steve, I know you have questions and I want to get into the Handy Ham program, handyham.org. Go check it out. Lucinda runs this thing. Uh, Let me just ask real quick. um, So most of the people that participate in this program, are they blind, right? Or has that changed since we spoke last? Right now, it's still about 80% of our members that are blind or visually impaired. Um, And then we have a conglomeration of other disabilities. In some cases, you know, we have people who are blind and have physical disabilities. 
Um, you know, it's, it's just a combination of things. We actually have a few that are both blind and deaf. Um, and what's really neat about the ham radio hobby is that for all of these different things, it's the perfect hobby. Tell me, tell me this, I'm going to get into this and then we can figure out what we can do, do to help you. When somebody comes to handy ham, um, dot org, go visit them now. Cause I am sure people in our audience listening are dealing with something and could possibly use the help. So handyham.org, go check that out. Uh, I'm a disabled ham, uh, say I come to you, what sort of services do you offer? So we have, um, thanks to the pandemic, we've kind of realigned how we do things. It's actually kind of cool. You, you uh, get handed lemons and you make lemonade. Um, we're now offering virtual license classes that we do over Zoom and have become very popular. Um, we're actually finishing up the extra class this next week, uh, finishing up a 16 week series. Um, and every fall now we teach basic Morse code. And in the spring we teach intermediate Morse code. There's been a lot of interest in that. Um, and we're actually now talking about every couple of years offering an advanced Morse code class because we have some people who are interested. So when we go back to in-person events, our plan is um, to change those to instead of offering license classes, which is a problem where we would have people come to like a week long radio camp, they would spend all week in class, the last day of camp, take their test and leave having never actually gotten hands on their radio or hands on the HF equipment that we have. And realized, hey, we just blew an incredible opportunity. I can teach virtually the license class, but there are things I need somebody in the room for. And let's revamp how we do things. Let's relook at this and let's make our in-person events all hands-on so that yes. we do all the stuff we can't do virtually. And then let's do everything else virtually so that when we have the in-person events, which by the way, are incredibly expensive for people to attend. Um, I mean, they're traveling from all over the place and you know, this isn't easy. So let's, let's get the most bang for our buck. And so that's something that when we go back to in-person events next year, that's a shift that's going to happen um, versus what we did in the past. And we're looking forward to being able to make a greater impact. As you know, for new hams, there's that thing of being mic shy. And if you can be there with somebody and get them on the air the first few times, they'll key the mic again. You just mm -hmm. got to get them through that first few times and, and give them the encouragement and the support that they need. And then letting people try accessible equipment and actually find out, okay, what works for me? Well, that brings us to our next issue. We're having trouble getting equipment, the whole supply chain issue and radios that were very um, accessible are being discontinued. And, you know, even the ham pod is no longer available. Um, all of these things that were incredibly useful aren't there now. And that's becoming an, a difficult issue. I'm trying to gather, you know, anytime we get donations of these radios that, that uh, used radios that I can make accessible, we are so grateful for them. Part of the problem is even finding the speech boards for these radios is becoming difficult. Um, I, every time I see one available, I buy it just because I know I'm going to need it at some point. Well, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, well I'm going to encourage anybody who's with us today to uh, ask a question of uh, Lucinda. Also, I want to give it to Steve there. We have a question uh, for you directly, Lucinda. We'll ask in a minute. Uh, Steve, do you want to ask a question? Yeah, no, I really like the idea of, uh, you know, changing your your in-person meetings to be on hands, you know, hands-on, on-air experience. So one thing that the, um, that the pandemic has really, really done well for us as a society was allowing this virtual and it's now become the norm. You know, prior to it was like, oh, yeah, what's this Zoom? What's this WebEx yep. or, or whatever? Well, now it's just incorporated into 
corporate America and the corporate world. So it's it's changed the whole our whole dynamics these last two years, and bringing in people to learn and operate equipment is fantastic. This this doesn't just stay with the handy hams or or your organization. This goes across the board with everybody um, because we have these uh, get your license in a weekend uh, kind of class and then at the end of the uh, the event they take their test they pass their license and then they're just thrown to the wolves and uh, right. and then these people don't have any they have nowhere to turn the clubs are doing this we're it's all, we run into it all the time on the air these people that just don't know what to do this like they, they get over the mic fright part and then then they're worried about am i saying the right thing or the wrong thing or or this or that so that is a great great uh you know change or or shift in you know what you're going to do in the in person and uh, i commend you for that plus like you said getting them in front of some equipment because maybe ham pod might not work for this individual but maybe another device will work and uh when I started looking up ham pods, I was like really excited. Like this is a cool box. And then the first thing I saw was it's discontinued. And uh, as yep. Dave was explaining to me, the gentleman that developed it was becoming visually impaired himself. And I got, I guess it got to a point to where he just couldn't support it. And which is unfortunate. It's one guy that did it, but what, what a, what a device. And, uh, and yeah. and then we talked about uh, the Kenwood uh, VSG or v, their, their sound their board and uh, how that's becoming harder and harder to to find and uh, so it's uh, it's a real real challenge but uh, for me what really kind of got to me was the lack of help that uh, even from club members and relying on family members because I started going well you know they family member puts up this antenna it's going to work great for a while wait till the first wet season comes through now that the amateur is going to have water in the coax because it wasn't sealed properly if it was any tape even put on it and it was let alone if the antenna is even tuned properly there uh, yeah <laughs> it just i went a little nuts over it and that that's the frustration in my part was like and this just kind of transcended not just with our our you know handicapped members, but to even our senior uh, members of the hobby here. It just this is a huge a bigger issue. I mean, granted, yeah, it's you know it the the visually impaired is what kind of spurred it for me. But then I just started looking at the bigger picture, and it's like as a group, we're, you know, we talk about helping each other, but we're not. And you pointed out the pandemic has changed us. And um, we've, because for these last couple of years, we've been in our bubble and uh, here yeah. at home. And we had this perfect hobby that, you know, helped in the, in, you know, maintaining a normal life for us amateur radio operators. But then on the other hand, we forgot to be human beings. <laughs> and uh, that just, uh, it, it's, yeah. So. Lucinda, is do you guys like take help? You know, is there some place that we would contact you if there's people in different areas or that? I mean, this may be a rare thing. You probably don't get a lot of people, like you said. Some people do say things and then you don't hear from them again. But people who may be listening in our audience, if they wanted to find out more, is it best to go through the website? Uh, to get to you or to say, hey, I live in Boston. If there's anybody here that needs any help, I live in Maryland. If anybody needs any help, that kind of thing, like a, almost a call list. Um, if they send an email to us at handyham um, at alina.com, and that's A-L-L-I-N-A.com, um, then we could add them to a list uh we can't officially, just because of liability issues, we can't officially have handy ham volunteers where we say, okay, here's a handy ham program volunteer that's going to do your antenna work because that would open up a whole can of worms. Um, but if we have connections where we can say, hey, here's a list of people in your area, reach out to them. Just like we, we give people a list of clubs in their area and hope that there's a friendly club that will help. 
um, if we can have that, we can refer things like that, you know, to say, hey, reach out and and um, see what what you can work out. Okay. There's a question from um, Pastor Joe, and and we'll let you go here. I appreciate your time uh, today. Uh, Pastor Joe says, can you comment on modern radios with touch screens and how that impacts blind operators? Well, that's where we loved the HamPod, because the HamPod actually made touchscreen radios accessible uh, without something like the HamPod. And we need, and this is again where we need people uh, using their brains to make things accessible. We also need companies to just make things accessible out of the box, just like computers. Now, when you buy a new computer, it comes up talking. We need that with radios. So manufacturers, and I believe you told me Kenwood still the best for out of the box help for people with disabilities. Is that still true? Yes. Except the radios are being discontinued. Um, that's the that's that's the big problem and i think a lot of it is supply chain issues and so we're very concerned right now because losing kenwood is a huge problem so kenwood icom yesu any other makers and manufacturers who will stumble upon this through the ether and over time you've got to get people with disabilities to the table when you are building your gear it is essential and uh, able-bodied people, that still sounds strange to say. I don't know if it's right, Lucinda. You tell me if that's not right. But people without disabilities, we need to hold these people to it. I mean, they're fighting this fight all by themselves, with themselves. We got Well, and here's, yeah, go here's ahead. the thing. Everybody is literally one event away from being disabled. Great point. Your life can change in a heartbeat. And so you're not just helping somebody you don't know, you you could be helping a family member, you could be helping yourself, you don't know. I mean, this is where universal accessibility is so important. I think we'll leave it there. That's something for you guys to think about. That's a big one. That's a really big, uh, important point. Lucinda, Alpha Bravo 8, Whiskey Foxtrot, will you come back on and tell us again? We, we're going we're gonna to think about this and digest it and find out what we can do as a community um, to help for real for real. And then maybe it, it takes some more conversations uh, with us to figure out what it is specifically that would help for you. I don't want to go shooting in the dark, um, but I, I kind of have a, a couple of ideas, maybe. I think together we can figure this out, but manufacturers have got to get people with disabilities to the table. And we have to, as we're aging out and up, you know, we have to think about that for our future too. So it's, you know, anyway. Thank you, Lucinda. I appreciate you. I hope Thank you go you, and have something wonderful and planned uh, for today. Well, thank you. And tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. And and uh, I'm going to be at Dayton. So anybody that's wanting to uh, talk to me in person, I'm going to be at Hamvention. We need to get you like a uh, 100 watts and a wire, some gear there, right? And Steve, there we go. do you guys have gear? I'm going to get some gear. I want to I want a sweatshirt. I want a handy ham a sweatshirt. We'll do a trade. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Thank you, dear. Have a great uh, weekend, okay? Sounds good. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow. How about that? That's pretty awesome oh. there, y'all. Hey, hey, look who made it in here. It's Scotty. Hey. Well, I hope that was good food for thought for the people. We have to think about this. Um, for all the reasons that we said, what can we do to help as a community? We need to start thinking about things like that want to remind you that ldg is a sponsor of this program family owned and operated they've got the balance they've got the onions the analog meters and of course the world famous tuners sometimes girl you bring that tuner in bring the whip let's tune up that oh girl Visit them online, ldgelectronics.com. Everywhere you look, literally, there's an LDG. Well, hello, Scotty. How are things going with you, sir? We uh, we didn't get to see your face, although you've been here working behind the scenes. We appreciate you coming in, and uh, the people will look around and say, uh, where is Scotty? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I've been here. Doing okay. Uh, rainy uh, rainy day here in Maryland. Um, flood watches and aerial flood warnings and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, doing okay this morning. 
That was a great segment, by the way. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I'm glad it was inspired by a conversation that happened on the air. And uh, we have the flexibility here to, uh, you know, to talk to people that, that are living this. Can you imagine the job that she has? I mean, she has a job where, like, you don't even, if you had all the technology, you could make it easier, right? You've got people with disabilities. They need X, Y, and Z to make things better. She's in a situation where she's running an organization where they don't even have the things that they need to do it, you know? So, you know, I don't, I don't want to harp on it, but there has to be a way that uh, as a community, and I would encourage our community, the 100 Watts and a Wire community and the ham radio community at large to think about these things and not just kind of dismiss it because her point, the best point that she made was uh, we're all headed that way. You're just one one step one step away from it. All of us. What else do you need to hear? Yeah, I don't. I don't need to hear that. And people are already dealing with it. Not to bring up Scotty's business uh, on the on a podcast in a public forum, but he's dealing with it. We're all dealing with our own stuff. So I just say, think about it. Uh, think about it a little bit mm-hmm. and help these people out. I'd love to hang antennas, but she has a point. You know, my idea was like maybe we put together some sort of call list in in each state. But the liability factor is there. Next thing you know, you're hanging something up in a tree. The branch comes. The next thing you know, you're, you're breaking a thing or bust a window. So what sounds like a good idea may be a little more complicated. But we have some smart minds in the game, and it would be cool to hear ideas and pass things around. Anywho... Thank you for hmm. indulging in that. Did we get it all, Steve? I, ho- I hope that was helpful. Oh, yeah. Very helpful. I, I think it would be a great club project to, you know, help help our disabled hams or, you know, even our – and it doesn't have to be a disabled ham. It could be our most seasoned amateur radio operators, ones that just don't have the – they don't have the strength. They just can't do it, and, uh, and it would – kind of fall in if clubs did it it would be a great learning experience to newer members is hey hey we're going over to xyz's station he, we need to put his antenna back up and let's go out with a group and we'll go do it and teach our newer members of the club how to properly put up an antenna how to get it up and make sure it will stay up at the same time helping a fellow amateur radio operator so i mean it's a win-win it's just getting things coordinated and that's and hard becoming part. she has a hard yeah that's hard the hard job. part and getting there because everybody's busy oh i got you i don't have i can't do that but and everybody I, means I, well I think, that's the thing we mm-hmm. talked about with clubs before is that you know 10 percent of the people are doing 100 percent of the work or 80 percent of the work or whatever it is it's the same with life the, the same excuses and engagement that happens across the board for every place it's the same. Everybody's got a big heart. and uh, But the solution, that's where the rubber hits the road, like Lucinda yeah. says. That's that's where, where are you? You said you wanted to do it, and then you spaced out, and you didn't show up. I mean, that's yeah. that's heartbreaking for the person who needs the, the stuff. But I don't want to rant because people are like, y'all just going to rant, and then you start getting the things, and then, and then Sherry comes around. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to talk about Sherry. There's some contests going on this weekend, shall we, uh, to mention those to the good people. Or remember, if you have a question at any point, even as you listen, driving down the road, flying on the treadmill, you can drop it, put a cue in front of it here today as we're doing the live stream, or send it on email, christian at 100wattsatawire.com. There's some contests. Scotty's got them lined up for you. What's happening yeah, let's see. We got a few things going on uh, this weekend. Well, the big one for this weekend is going to be the uh, the seven call area Kiso parties. Oh yeah. Um, yep, seven areas. That's a big section. Lots of state Kiso parties. You know, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, even Alaska for the the elusive Alaska Utah. for Utah um, for your mm-hmm. worked all states. That's happening. Uh, kicking off this this weekend today, actually. Uh, and then uh, for those listening to the podcast later in the week, the next weekend, there's uh, there's the, the first ever Canadian Prairies QSO party hmm. uh, happening on May 14th. Um, and uh, there's a, uh, for the U- UVHF fans out there, the 50 megahertz and above sprint uh, next weekend on May 14th as well. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I got for today's and next weekend's uh, happenings uh, as far as uh, contests and Houston parties go. It's a happening. What's a happening? Uh, what's a happening? Hot stuff. Well, thank you very much for that. You, look how the time flies. Ain't it funny how time wow. slips away? That's a Willie Nelson classic right there. We're going to be doing some questions here again. You know what to do if you have a question. Drop it in. Other people have. We have a few to get to. But uh, I want to talk about the, uh, just for a little bit, it's hurricane season. June, actually June 1st through November 30th. We're preparing for that. You heard Scotty's got a little bit. They start talking about floods and storms. It freaks people out in Ellicott City where he is because of the floods. It's that time of year again, friends. And the Colorado State University has predicted 19 named storms, nine hurricanes, and four majors. And they want to advise hams living in hurricane-prone areas should first take care of their families, right? Make sure you're well-prepared for hurricane damage and extended power outages. Then, or maybe now, start taking advantage of some of the uh, FEMA training classes. This is what they're encouraging. And the National Weather Service and local emergency communications groups in order to um, help effectively if you're needed. Let's see, amateurs in potentially affected areas should monitor the hurricane watch net. You guys know about that? You guys know about that, of course. 14.325 on upper side band uh, during the day and 72.68 at night. The net is activated whenever a tropical system reaches hurricane status and is within 300 miles of a populated land area. So there you go. Take care of that sort of stuff. And just in the bizarre, maybe I could save this for a little while, but maybe we've got a few minutes. Did you guys see the story about the storm chasing tours? There's a tour group. You know, you could go around and see the home of Jesse James. You could go around <laughs> and see uh, the cave systems where he hid the money. Or you could go and, and learn about Scott Joplin or go around and find. They have storm chasing tours. I didn't know about this until this article came up on weather.com. Now, this is a, a group were on a storm-chasing trip, and uh, they were on the side of the road watching. And guess what happened, Steve? Guess what happened as they were in the van watching the tornado? You know what happened. Oh, it didn't end well. <laughs> it, the tornado hit the van. This was in, uh, oh. they were in Texas. They're driving around on a tour. You pay money. Oh, my God. And in this particular case, you know, they made it out okay. Unbelievably so. They made it out okay. No one died. You pay your money to go watch the, and chase the weather. This one pulls you over to the side of the road and lets you get hit by the tornado. How about that? I was like, oh, yeah, they Lord. got their money's worth on that they one. They sure did. You want to, <laughs> I bet you they won't come back. I, I would think that's bad for business. But uh, we'll put that article in the link in the show notes at 100wattsinthewire.com. Go believe it. I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting when they put them online and you see the storm chasers, they're live streaming. The streams always go down because they're, getting, they're in crappy areas and it's just wipers. Rain, like, you know, enter sound. Yeah, we're chasing the storm. Oh, look over there. And you're like, cool, from my house. That's cool. But from uh, <laughs> from the van on the side of the road, here it comes. Here it comes, guys. Well, a number of years ago, there was that, uh, was on Discovery or History Channel, was the uh, storm chasers. And these guys, they highlighted, you know, a few teams that that's all they did. Well, they went out and storm chased and, uh, and that you know, spurred on more people to, to mimic them. And, uh, you know, a lot of amateur radio operators are involved in storm chasing, whether they doing it professionally or, or amateurs. But, uh, I kind of remember a, a number of years ago, uh, a couple of hams, uh, that, uh, that perished from, uh, uh, storm chasing and, uh, the, the twister made a turn and uh, they were in the in the path of it and uh, and these were guys that were doing this professionally and they they just got into the wrong spot and uh, it uh, so yeah looking at the videos that I've seen and just kind of paying attention to the background it's just uh, you have the chaos of the tornado 
And now you're just adding more to it by the chaos of these people trying to get up and close and personal with it. And, and um, you know, emergency services are just they're, they're just throwing their hands up and like, we can't deal with this. This is this is idiots. You know, these are idiots, basically, from their perspective. Yeah, it is uh, really not good. Oh, we got a got a look who's uh, popping up here. Look at this. What's going on, Pastor oh Joe? Can you We're hear me? Yeah, I know. It's yeah, just... I hear you. Can you hear me? Sure do. Look at that. Look at that. Sure <laughs> do. Uh, so Pastor We've... Joe has been. What are you doing? No, no, no. We we can't. We can't do it. Sorry, we can't do it. Okay, We've been good so, today. so I, I did I not know no, why would why, why would you come ourselves. in with the taunting? Does he not have any other clothes? It has to be a Boston Red Sox jersey, and then he's like, "I got something important to say." It's like a brought. It's the problem is is that once 100 Watson Wire signed that deep six figure deal, uh, we had to start an HR department, and then they thought it'd be a good idea to have Pastor Joe be the arbiter of things that would potentially get out of hand, and uh, you know, quite frankly, I've had it up to here with that. With Pastor Joe, but uh, here he comes, and like I'm, I'm don't you have like a Wawa shirt or something? I mean, or, that's or, what I'm know, really just throw some love. I mean, that's what I'm really here for. Uh, let's see, uh, Pastor Joe. Hi, Pastor Joe. <laughs> Hello. Uh, can you? Yes. Can you hear me now? We we definitely can hear you. We and always hear boy, you. Okay. you're always in my head. We always hear uh, you. <laughs> Especially yes, Monday morning, you ten o'clock. Ashamed of yourself, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, every day. I'm going to take away that disconnect button from you, Christian. You cannot do that. <laughs> you cannot do that. Um, anyway, hey, uh, that was a fantastic segment with uh, with that woman. I have a very close friend who's blind, and uh, so that one really hit home. So that was an excellent, excellent segment. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. Yep, it's interesting. We don't know. I think there's a lot of um, the distance between what we do on the radio you know, that's something that you may not bring up. It's interesting that it came up during the conversation, but people aren't generally like, hey, I'm disabled. You know, maybe some people do that, but you don't lead with that. We lead with other crutches like the weather and what's your rig and what kind of antenna and what kind of power and amplifier, but we don't dig in and it's a personal thing to either offer that. And it's kind of, um, shall I say, douchey to bring it up. You know what I mean? Could I, could, could you, hey, uh, so yeah, I got through all the antenna stuff and are you, do you have a disability? These things just don't happen. And I bet you that it's happening more than we know. More people that we make contact with, more people on the net we make contact with probably are dealing with some sort of stuff. And it's, I don't have the answer and the solution, but I think Lucinda is in such a difficult position just because she can't even throw the equipment at it. Um, it's not being produced or not being produced enough. What other thoughts did you have on that, Pastor Joe? Well, like Steve, I went to the the ham handy pod, that device, the website, and of course the very first thing it says is, uh, I, I, I've gone so blind I can't make these anymore. And, you know, that, that just that killed me. That just grieved me to hear that, that a blind guy – has to be the only person making these devices. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it's a high profit margin thing because, you know, it's all about the money when you're in business. But I just got to believe that there's some company somewhere that could pick up production of this and offer it at a reasonable price. It, it just really tore at me to, to read that. It's just, just a shame. But, you know, what I've seen, um, what I've discovered is that those who have disabilities, be they blind or maybe they're sick or housebound, whatever, those are the people I find locally that are reaching out the most. Um, uh, there's a guy who lives up north of me, um, you know, who's got some issues and he's on the repeaters all the time. Um, there's a guy, another guy who's got some pretty major health issues and he was bedbound for a while. And uh, for them, this may be their only source of social contact. And that's, I think, a human element of amateur radio that we overlook. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, our antennas and our gear and POTA, this, that, and the other thing, which is great. But for many people, this, is, this may be their only social contact during the day. So uh, there is a very human element to this hobby. 
Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I hope you have a great day. We're going to go and ask uh, and answer some questions, but it's good to see your face. And uh, I, I love that you keep the Boston of the Boston Red Sox shirt low in the frame. It's If you could just <laughs> crouch down a little well, bit more, it would be perfect for, framing. So so I, I did. let me just say, and then I'll let you go. I did not wear this for you, Christian, because you uh-huh. guys took two out of three, uh, as you well know. Oh, and and right now, right now, the Red Sox are sort of the not doing well at all, much to my wife's chagrin. But we are celebrating Mother's Day today. Um, it's going to be windy, but not rainy at game time in Boston. And so we're we've got family coming today. And so to honor my wife, that's why I'm wearing the shirt. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I appreciate it. it. I like her very much. You, not as much. But uh, 65%. Who's the, who's the, uh, 65%. Who's the Red Sox playing today? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you know, that is a darn fine question. I don't even know, but Karen could tell you. <laughs> it's so early. You know, it's so wow. early in the year that it, the Orioles can upset a lot of great teams early, and it takes the, mm-hmm. the, the really good teams a little bit of time to get their stride. And so the younger teams that aren't as good – come out and they win a, a string and then you get to june mid-june and enter and you know what you have and then the the strong teams are already hitting their peak and they're starting to crush so she's fine she's fine the yankees the red sox there's a lot of great teams the dodgers who i can't stand anymore i think less than um less than boston is the dodgers i just don't like teams that assemble all the great talent and they take it from smaller markets like milwaukee or they take it from Baltimore, and next thing you know, they're juggernauts, and they're really hard. They got that money. They got that money. But anyway, that's a different rant. We'll do that another time. Best to your wife and your children. Say happy Mother's Day, and we will see you uh, Monday at 10, and we've managed to keep it clean. I think this is actually some good deeds today, so maybe <laughs> maybe less uh, Hail Marys this time. Very good. Thanks, guys. Love All right, being man. with you. Thank you. Take Chris. care of yourself. God bless. You, Joe. All right. Thank you, Joe. All right. Let's take a look at some of Before we get into our questions, let's take a look at uh, some of the events that are happening this weekend. We call those the special events in HamFest. And we will say, if you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power. Com. Scotty's back again to tell us about special events and ham fests. Yeah, yeah there's, there's always there's always so many to, to choose from, so it's just a matter of uh, picking a picking a few that are happening. Um, so we have a Armed Forces Day crossband uh, test not uh, happening uh, this weekend, but on on the fourteenth. Um, and uh, it's a uh, it's open to all licensed amateur radio operators and uh, will not impact any public or private communications. Um, and more information um, at uh, dodmars.org, um, Department of Defense. Um, just helping sponsor that one. We got a couple uh, couple ham fests. So let's see what we got. The ARRL Nebraska State Convention happening. Um, LincolnHamFest.org for more information on that. Also, the uh, the General Motors Amateur Radio Club. Um, they're uh, they have like a monthly uh, trunk swap in Shelby Township, Michigan. Mm, that sounds fun. Um, nice. Yeah, hang out with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of GM General Motors uh, ham radio guys. That actually sounds like <laughs> it's like a fun weekend. Um, you can see what they have happen if you're in that area. GMARC.org. Um, so yeah, just a few of the things that are happening. Happening around this weekend and next weekend. Okay, so you well, have a plan you. plan for your ham radio activities. Well, thank you, uh, thank you for that. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it, drop it in, you know where, and we will take care of that. It is actually time for Steve and I uh, to take your questions. Uh, some that have come in over the week, uh, some that we try to get to in real time as we go. First question, Steve, are you ready? Yes, let's go. All right, first question is answered. Second question. <laughs> This might be actually for Scotty. How is a net hosted on FT8? Doug wanted to know. He put this on our Facebook group, and we got to bring Scotty in. Maybe Scotty should answer yeah, this bring one. Scotty in. I'm out. Yeah, we don't I, mean, know. It, I, I saw that on Facebook, and I got a chuckle. It's, yeah, you can't really host a net on FT8. It's just kind of more of an additional contact with the uh, with the net group um, during the, the the net proper. It's kind of more of a more of a side bonus point, I guess, if, if you will. 
Yeah, you can't well, really host it. How do host you do it? I mean, how can you do it yeah, with tell you know, how it based works on you. The, the limitations of the mode? And uh, yeah. so how yeah. can one do so? Because that would be a great deal if it, if it could be done. I mean, on yeah, sideband CW, voice modes, it's real easy to do. But how, how I just kinda, could it be accomplished on FT8? Yeah, I just kind of treat it like a like a parks on the air activation. You know, here here I am. I'm uh, I'm activating 100 watts in a wire net, and just just mm -hmm. get your contact and I log sure. them, and that's yeah, that's all it is. Just an additional additional point. This little side little side contact during the net once once he worked with Steve and, and and Don and Paul on the air. And then uh, oh, maybe I'll try to get Scotty too over on FT8. <laughs> yeah, it's a little side so it's a, there. An, another offering, a little exactly. accoutrement. He is accoutrement. a he's accoutrement. All right, well, thank I'm like, you. I'm like ketchup. He's like ketchup. <laughs> what? I can't even say that. He okay. Can't say anything about anybody being anything. Okay, no, nothing about condiments. Oops. Nothing about condiments. <laughs> we were going so well. Pastor Joe comes in, and the next thing you know, we got it all goes problem. to heck in a handbasket. We got another question um, from our folks in our community. Of course, you know what to do if you're here and visiting with us during the live recording. If not, drop me a line, just like Tim did. Does weather affect your antenna performance? Rain, fog, etc. Yeah, it can. It uh, it can change the VSWR. There's people that you know talked about uh, when it rains, uh, their VSWR changes on their beam. Um, I haven't seen it so much on wire antennas. Uh, as long as the water doesn't get in into the connections or your coax, that definitely will change the performance of it. But uh, um, I've noticed, uh, especially on higher frequencies, that uh, water coating, say, uh, the elements on your uh, directional antenna uh, will change the, uh, the resonant point of the antenna. It will uh, some guys will say, hey, it's raining. My VSWR is going to go out of whack here, and uh, they'll go QRT. So, yeah, rain, uh, it's more rain. I don't know about fog. It, um, it could have some issues. I haven't uh, experienced that with fog. I've seen some effects with, uh, with rain, but I would imagine fog would also have, uh, could impact your, uh, your antenna. It's... Um, I, I just see it more from what as just a change in the VSWR. It could change, you know, skew the pattern a little bit, but uh, I, I'd just say more the VSWR would be your biggest uh, impact. Okay. I hope that helps you. Thanks for your question. If you have one, drop it in, put a cue in front of it so we can pull it out and answer it. Let's take a look at another question. RG6 coax cable. Is it friend or foe? This is from chat. RG6, coax cable, friend or foe? So what RG6 cable is, for those that don't know, is that's your, your standard 75-ohm cable TV. It's just stuff that, you, you know, it comes into your house. Actually, it could be your friend. It, uh, if that's all you have and you're throwing up a dipole antenna, perfect. It, it will work. It uh I wouldn't be running a lot of power through it. Um, we don't have a lot of connectors that are specifically designed for RG6. Um, you could probably do some adaptation uh, to adapt a, uh, a the standard PL259 that our our equipment is used to. But it's uh, believe it or not, a if you look at the, and we're going to get right into the super weeds and the technical part. The impedance of a dipole antenna at resonance is 72 ohms at the feed point. So we our equipment is set for 50 ohms, and and, uh, and typically that's what we you know all most of our antennas are uh, we achieve that or you know are achieved at 50 ohms. But a dipole, a honest to goodness true dipole, is 72 ohms, and RG6 is a 75 ohm cable so you have the best match to go from the cable to the to the antenna if you're using 50 ohm cable typically you have a 1.5 to 1 vswr mismatch at the antenna feed point using standard 50 ohm cable we 
kind of tune it out and do some trimming to make it look like 50 ohms at the radio when we're all said and done. But no, if you're in a pinch and uh, that's all you have, go by all means use uh, RG6. Uh, I just wouldn't use it at, uh, at high power, but for standard 100 watts, go for it. Good luck. Have fun. All right. Very good. We have a question. Is it legal to use GMRS radios for our village to use for security patrols? We need about, uh, what is that, uh, 212 to, th what is that, 2 to 3 mile coverage. Can the village get GMRS licenses to cover us? That's Kilo Golf 5, Lima Tango, Lima. Any idea? I I would think it'd be it would be okay. Um, I'd have to look at the the regulations on GMRS. Um, it's kind of the like class ACB. It is class ACB essentially, and um, so I would imagine it is. Now, if you're trying to do it with FRS radios, then no, because FRS is Family Radio Service, and it's strictly nonprofit, or it's supposed to be for. Um, you know, family type activities. You can't use it in a business. Uh, a, a lot of companies, uh, Flaggers is one of the bigger ones that use GMRS. Technically, they're not supposed to because they're do using it in a commercial environment uh, as the FCC would, would view it. But, you know, they don't do anything about it. There's little to no enforcement. But uh I would think that GMRS you could use in uh, this in this situation, but I'm not 100% sure. I have to look at the regs. Got something on that, Scotty? Or... Um, yeah, we actually have we have a radio community um, thing that we've set up that I, I set up with uh, with the folks here that live on Main Street because of the, because of the flooding, and we actually do use FRS, um, but again, not in a business sense at all. It's uh, it's you know, it's neighbor, it's you know, we treat it as a uh, as bubble pack walkie talkie radios, and we're just we're just checking on each other during during foul weather. Now, when the weather, when it's RS. yeah, and when it's raining hard, I I I may push a few more watts than I'm supposed to, just to make sure I get out to the outer edges of of our of our little town here, but which is only you know quarter mile. Um, um, and I have a little folded dipole up on the roof that I to make sure I can get a hold of everybody. And we have channel three as our as our go to uh, radio channel. Um, so you're the, and, uh, uh, so the neighborhood we're using net control. It. Yeah, yeah. When it, when the weather's bad and the creeks rising and the water's starting to spill onto the streets, um, yeah, there's probably about twelve of us in town, at various spots up and down Main Street, and we we check in and relay for each other, and make sure everybody's okay, and we use FRS for that. All right, very good. Perfect. We've got to uh, go into the emissions and corrections portion. I noticed I was in a fog a little bit, and there's a couple things that I need to clear up and make sure you understand. But this portion of the show is brought to you by Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts. Uncle Paul's Nuts, pickled and barreled in Tom's River, and sold exclusively in Freehold at PastorJoe'sHouse.com. <laughs> Uncle Paul's Nuts, enjoy them by the handful. I got to tell you, last week I uh, I mentioned that I went to broadcasting school. I did not. I did not go to broadcasting school proper. You know, they have these places where you can go and learn. They te they're like, yo, come to this. And I think every city's got one. I did not. Columbia go. School of Broadcasting. Right. God, and they, I remember that. They promise you, like, <laughs> you come to the school, pay 5000 and the next thing you know, you're going to get a gig in radio or whatever. And I... Never really believed that, but I did not go to broadcasting school. Somehow in my fog, I mentioned that. Also, I, uh, I mentioned that I sent Steve a certain kind of photograph. Um, that also did not happen. I, I don't know what the kids call it, <laughs> but it was a shot of something on my body, say an extremity. And for some reason, I, sent, I said I sent him a picture of that, and, and that just was not true. That did not happen are there any other things that we uh lied about or we need to change i, I don't i think they usually fog. it usually comes from me it would have come directly out of the fog <laughs> i do want to announce that the uh, tune-up's coming up we're about a month away from the tune-up uh, yes. june 10th 11th and 12th we're going to do things a little different this year we're going to put a team of 
people together for you to chase. Um, in the in past years, we've always done like prizes and all. It's a lot of uh, administrative type work. This time around, I just want to encourage you to get on the air, chase the station. There's going to be a 100 Watson Wire team on the air. We can chase it. You're encouraged to set up your portable systems. If you've got a portable station, get out and do it. We had so much fun. Steve and I streamed last year, and uh, he was uh, between his towers, and I was out in the old wooden shed. It was so much fun making contacts, chasing going up around the band, and when you're running on lower power, 100 watts or whatever, trying to work other stations that decided to get on and were called uh, the 100 watts in a wire tune-up, and it gets you ready for field day. Really was the purpose of this is sort of, why don't you get out there ahead of field day? You know, because if you're part of a club, you don't always get assigned to what particular thing that you may want to do should you be running on your own on field day. Maybe you built this great antenna and you want to test it. However, you're part of a club and you're running from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock on 20 meters and that's what you're going to do or you're going to get a potato gun and hang a, an antenna somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? So you get up there, do what you need to do at the tune-up, exercise your mind, your body, and your gear, any band, any mode, any time that weekend just get on there and call CQ. Simple exchange, your you know your call sign, your um, your one hundred watt ID if you have one of those. Where you are, a true signal report, easy as can be. And our CW operators can also uh, participate, and they use a CQFO or TU depending on uh, what they're doing. But the tune up is coming, guys, and we want to make sure that you are aware of that. And uh, put that on your calendar because it's always a good time. You'll you'll have plenty of stations to chase. Yeah, and also uh, for our technician uh, class uh, members, get on one four six five two on two meters and uh, and call during the tune up and just work, folks. So it's not just limited to HF. Uh, just all bands, any mode, anytime, anywhere. No rules, really. You know, get out there if you got a station, or just do it in uh, from the comfort of your own house. You can just get in and and say, "Hey, 100 watts in a wire tune up." I'm taking calls, checking in. It's a community based event, and it's a really good time. It's really a good excuse to get on the air, as if you need another one of those. Hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, we've uh, the Sunday evening net has been downgraded to a gathering of the willing. This is what we do if. Hmm. Uh, we don't have a net on these high holidays like Mother's Day. People are doing things. We take honor a uh, time to honor our mothers and the mothers in our lives uh, that we have. So we've downgraded the net. And what does that mean? That means that anybody in the community, our 100 Watts in a Wire community, can host a gathering of the willing. That's what it's called. You get on the air and you're just like, yeah, hey, we're doing a gathering. Waka waka. Get on the air. Take some calls. Post it up on our socials. And that's that. Steve and I are loosely talking about maybe getting on the air, seeing how the day unfolds, maybe streaming. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we won't have a formal, formal net tomorrow or Sunday night uh, because of Mother's Day. So that's what's up with that. Any notes on that, Steve? Nope, we're good. Uh, All right. That's exactly. So we'll see how it goes and just play it by feel and... Uh... You never know. So if you uh, start uh, getting on the air and uh, just chit-chatting, you never know who might show up. Yep. And we'll post that on our socials. Make sure you find your people. And we have a social media. We're on Facebook and we are on Discord. So you're welcome to join us there. Uh, the groups are engaged. They talk about things. They're, they're camaraderie, making friends. There's fellowship there between the shows, between the nets, all that sort of stuff. So Make sure you check in there, and if we're any of us are on the air tomorrow, we'll let you know for a gathering of the willing. How did we do? I think we did all right. We uh, we made it, didn't we? We did it. I got a birthday girl in the house today. I don't think I'm going to do an, an overtime today. I'm going to go uh, be with my oldest child, who is Absolutely. 12 years old. I can't even believe wow. that. I have wow. jackets and clothes older than that. It makes you think about, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 
But uh, anyway, yeah, it, uh, the time goes fast, uh, so we're going to be spending some time there. What did we miss? Did we miss anything? Did we miss any questions or any comments that we needed to do for our so. people? All right, cool. I think we got it. Grabbed all, grabbed all the cues today. It was, uh, yeah, I don't think oh, I missed anybody. All right. Oh, so this is the time, baby. Don't yeah. move. I'll go get you a towel. That is an old radio <laughs> joke from 98 Rock in Baltimore. That was a morning show bit. Uh, I think they even released a CD of that. A CD. You guys all know what a CD is? One Thanks of them for... compact discs. Yeah, one of those discs. You mean they now we've got that on a cassette uh, tape? Yeah, got cassettes <laughs> and a cart machine. Really, really want to go old eight track. Eight tracks, baby. In the car with your oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, take care of yourselves and stay out of trouble. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73 Steve, 73 Scotty, 73 to everyone. everybody. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you again next week. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.